Well, the holidays are over. Now it's time to pay for all of that spending, and surveys show that it could take months. CNBC's senior personal finance correspondent Sharon Epperson is here with the steps you need to take to lower your debt. Sharon, good morning. Good morning, Becky. Well, you know, holiday spending increased in 2022. So did the amount of debt the consumers took on to pay for purchases. The average amount was over $1,500, according to a new survey from LendingTree, and 37% of those with holiday debt said it would take them at least five months to pay it off. To get rid of it faster, set a goal, a time frame, say three to five months to completely pay off that debt. Have your credit card payments taken directly from your checking account on payday before you even see the money. And if you use a buy now, pay later program, make sure you fully comply with the terms to ensure it's truly interest free. Um, football gave me everything. You know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say that we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to, it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it is. Damar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad. We're angry. Um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray. Truly come to you. And pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar. I, I think about this, and I think this is sometimes the team looks at me like maybe I'm out of my mind here. But uh, all kidding aside, if you just said tomorrow, all right, for the next year you can move to any country you want without any questions. How many people do you think are going to leave the United States? And I can name any of the 140-some countries I've been to. There's more than that. I think you get a lot would be willing to leave and come here. Carlson, tonight, here's the latest summarized. Kevin McCarthy badly wants to be the next Speaker of the House. But as of tonight, he is not going to be. He doesn't have the votes. It's not a question of who's good or who's bad, who's well-intentioned, who's not. It's a question of simple electoral math, something that Kevin McCarthy is highly familiar with since he does this for a living. At this point, as of right now, facing that mathematical reality, Kevin McCarthy has two choices. He can either step aside and let somebody else do the job, acknowledging in the process that he is not the only person in Congress capable of being speaker, or he can try and win over the people who oppose him, as you traditionally do in elections. Well, you've got reservations about Kevin McCarthy? You don't want to be ruled by a man who wears Ukrainian flag lapel pin and lives with Frank Luntz? No problem. We get it. Let us tell you how he's better than you think he is. Let us try and change your mind. Let us try to convince you. In a normal race, that's what you would do. But that is not what Kevin McCarthy's team is doing. Instead, like the left, they purport to oppose. They're using threats and fear to force people to support the candidate. Anyone who opposes Kevin McCarthy, one of his surrogates explained today, is, quote, an enemy, a, quote, terrorist. That's their message. In a moment, we'll tell you how that message is working.
Congressman, are you actually running for speaker, or is this more about just continuing the conversation and, and finding a place for Kevin McCarthy to speak? Well, they nominated me, didn't they? Uh, you know, look, I think uh, right now it's it's something where I told my colleagues, like, I didn't come to D.C. being interested in becoming Speaker of the House. Um, but I also understand that, you know, part of my responsibility is to make sure that our conference gets to a point where we are doing the things um, in an effective and construction, constructive way, excuse me, uh, that we campaign on back home. And so oh, yeah. I'm going to help do that any way I can. And welcome back to another edition of Unregulated Podcast, a special edition here on Speaker Watch, here on Thursday, January 5th, in 2023, New Year. Happy New Year my co- to my co-host, Michael McKenna. I am your other co-host, Tom Pyle, and we got a doozy of a show for you tonight. Mike, how's it going, man? One day left in the Christmas season. I just want to remind you, it's not over till Epiphany. Don't take your decorations down, at least till Saturday morning. It's going well. It's going (laughs) well. We are watching democracy in action. More importantly, we're watching members of Congress slowly drive each other insane because they have to sit together on the floor of the House for an indefinite period of time. And that's an enormous amount of fun. Absolutely. No doubt about it. It's nice. Uh, I was going to say it's nice to to, uh, see votes on the floor with uncertain outcomes, but uh, given this is now the fourth round of the same votes uh, as as they continue in, into the day today, yeah, we, we had we, the seventh. There we go. We need to be clear vote. about we, we need to be clear about when we're taping this thing. Yeah, we just finished the seventh vote. So seventh vote. Uh, literally just finished with the same outcome as the previous, uh, at least three or four since the renegade settled in on Byron Donalds, who you heard in the clips say, hey, man, I did not come here for this, but people have the the uh, ability to vote the way that they want to vote on the floor. That is called democracy. This is America. This is America, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I, we're, I suppose we're going to talk about this all all podcast but i don't see why i shouldn't just say what i want to say right out of the gate fire it up i say this with some hesitation because very good friends of mine actually work on this on this side of it but um the whole thing kind of makes you wonder about the operation of the of mr mccarthy i mean if if you're if you're having this much trouble doing something like this maybe maybe being the speaker isn't quite the job for you well, that, I know that uh, sounds kind of harsh, but I, I coming from the delay organization. Uh, oh boy, I, I knew you. I knew you were going to get that right away. I certainly <laughs> wonder what Mister uh, the former Whip Majority Leader is thinking, and, and would have been able to be Speaker should he have ch- chosen that route. Uh, what he's thinking right now. Uh, anyways, let's go through the clips. So, uh, folks, pay those credit cards off. Do not let that interest eat away at your at eat oh, away at I your totally disagree. You I totally disagree. Don't pay your cards off. Just keep getting new cards and running the debt up, and eventually you'll be dead, and it'll be your kid's fault. It'll be your kid's <laughs> problem. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how the United States government does it. So I'm not sure why we shouldn't do it that way. 
Oh, you mean so, some of these 20 people who aren't voting for McCarthy would prefer that we don't pass $1.7 trillion omnibus bills? Okay, so we at have the, so, at the last hour. <laughs> everything's so, going to come back to this. This whole show is going to be about so, this. So one of these outrageous demands, and this is the way the media is put, it's an outrageous terrorist demand is that we have 12 separate votes on the 12 appropriations bills and that we cut out the earmarks either together or each one and have vote on the earmarks. I'm also, like, also or, open, open, uh, open rules, open rules on, on budget o- bills, open rules, or as I like to call it, the United States house of representatives, as it was as recently as 30 years ago, you just, you vote on your appropriations bills, you vote on earmarks and the things all open ruled, you know, like, like it used to be back in America. Sorry. Yes. No, it's, it's fine. I, I, <laughs> get it. I think I want to do a special shout out to Chip Roy from Texas, who I think is oh, handling this pretty well. That guy is a star, man. He, yeah. he, he, right, right intersection of time and moment and temperament and dude, right? He's just, he knows enough and he's got the right temperament and the moment's here, right? And he's just like, let him have it. That's right. And I think that at the end of this process, regardless of who is speaker, we might actually see a thawing of this disgusting process that we've been railing against for a really long time, even if it ends up being McCarthy. Yeah, no, I think so. And, you know, look, the mere fact that we're actually talking about it is a great big giant step forward. You know, you. Okay, so. Sorry, go ahead. You saw a first, I think, probably on at least the the more recent Disney version of ESPN. Uh, that that quote, that prayer, was from Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky. I listen to him all the time. He's Twelve actually... year retired NLB NFL quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he prayed on air. I thought that was great. See, and he's kind of bulletproof on ESPN, and I'll tell you why. Because of everybody who does analysis of football, he's the best. I've been listening to Orlasky for a couple, three years. He, he, he gets the game better than anybody, and he can explain it in English better than anybody they have right now. So not surprised. Um, please, though, right? Um, he's, he, he seems like a good guy, right? He Just in general, you know, day-to-day, he kind of calls balls and strikes. Yeah. Hey, wow, Morgan Griffiths has gotten – Wait on him. Holy macro, Morgan. Step away from the buffet, buddy. You're watching the floor. Is that what you I am? You know I am, man. <laughs> okay. So uh so um that that clip from Biden saying he must be out of his mind, uh, just to put it into context, he is, but set it that aside. This was part of a, a longer jag on um on the immigration uh issue and the border issue, yeah. uh, which they didn't call a crisis, of course, they called it an issue. Um, to, to step up for many, 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 many fun little zingers in that. So I'm not going to get through it all. But the bottom line is, is that they're to just just as equally either woefully unaware of the problem and or fully aware and fully supportive of what's happening and just engaging in some major gaslighting of the American people. So. That's that's all I'll say about the immigration issue, unless you want to chime in. Um, the you know I I wrote this and I wrote this in a column, yeah, that printed yesterday. I said, look, um, part of the farm bill should include e-verify. 
you want to you want to do something about illegal immigration you do e-verify be the fastest simplest way and it wouldn't get get you away from the conversation about the border i know what you know what's going to happen i know what's going to happen president's going to go to paso make a speech and that'll be that right you know they're not going right. to if they were going to slow some if they were going to do something about the border they would already done it you know they've had two years and um, five million people now crossed illegally they don't they don't they don't either don't care about it or want it to happen either one yep 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 okay and then um do you have any do you have any announcements for today i do have one um um uh i want to thank kelly raymond who sent uh you and i uh who's a rabid listener big fan who was kind enough to send you and i a bottle of japanese whiskey but since you weren't in the office yesterday, I took it. So that's that. <laughs> took it to Richmond. So I did. Sorry. Uh, all right. So at least do me a favor. I mean, no. Disrespect. I got a bottle. I got a bottle of Bullet. No, I'm yeah. sorry. I got a Hazel ba- uh, Basil Hayden Dark Rye, yeah. which is yeah. my, kind of my my new go to. Yeah. So for every subsequent vote for speaker, yeah. let's do a shot and see how hammered <laughs> we get before the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why they're not drinking on the floor already. Somebody got busted. Didn't somebody get busted for drinking on the floor? Uh, I think there was a reference like, to Oh, it was a, no, one of the Republicans yeah. said the Democrats. Yeah, what's her name from floor. Florida? Yeah, she said. Okay, Kamak, maybe? And oh, Cam- I yeah, think- it was Kamak. And I, I thought like- that was actually a good choice because, you know, she, I think she's pretty tight with um, Donald's. I guess so. all, I could, all, all I could think of is who wouldn't be drinking on the floor at this point? Right. So, okay. So this is live, you know, we're, we're sort of, this is happening right now. Uh, but I wanted to not sure I call read it a live, tweet, but okay. I want to yeah. read a t- live ish. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're recording in real time. Let's put there it that we way. Go. Brendan go. Buck, our buddy, Brendan Buck. He just tweeted ready. Oh boy. Whoever is speaker. This is. Yeah. You can do the background after McCarthy or someone else will have will now have to live with these concessions. A theoretical or, next person won't be able to walk them back, and they won't have much left to offer if the rebels demand negotiations with that person too. Goalposts always move. The rebels. The rebels. The rebels. Concessions. concessions. By it, concessions, we mean return to regular order. Hill staffer, do you, do, do you calling the order the, the way that Congress is supposed to work concessions? Which one of these guys did he work for? He's a Ryan guy. He's right? a Boehner, Boehner Ryan, Boehner slash Ryan. Yeah. You know, Here's they the kind of they kind of held them all over. It, yeah, who cares, right? It's all the same. Yeah. It, it's all the same. Here's something that's worth worth thinking about, ladies and gentlemen. And I encourage you to think about it. The title. The title is Speaker of the House. The title is Speaker of the House. It is not Leader of the House. It is not Captain of the House. It is not Lieutenant of the House. It is not Generalissimo of the House. It is Speaker. You're supposed to speak for the House. You're not supposed to beat the crap out of the House and run it it as a as a a suzerainty. Um, So when guys like Brendan Buck get up and say stuff like that, it just makes me sick to my stomach because obviously they have no respect for the House of Representatives, the people's body. And that that's sad. It's sad, right? You figure after you work there for a while, you maybe pick up some respect, but I guess not. Yep. So now Brian Mast is uh, nominating 
Kevin McCarthy for a speaker of the House of Representatives. So we're going on to vote number eight, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I have a couple of announcements. Why? Um, Why are we going on to vote number eight? What's changed? What the? I have a couple of announcements. These people. First of all, I'd like to I'd like to apologize to my daughter. We have the laziest tooth fairy on the planet. (laughs) We as parents are so bad at tooth fairy it has gotten to the point of ridiculousness like i have no idea how many excuses we have given for why the tooth fairy fairy did not show up to deliver the goods so there's that also i want to uh wish senator casey from pennsylvania it was just announced today that he has isn't being treated for prostate cancer so uh speedy recovery to you sir and hopefully you, you go into full remission also, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know Hawkeye from Marvel, from the Marvel no, character Jeremy no, really. Ren- I, Renner. Oh yeah, okay. The guy, so I got hurt. This, yeah, Jeremy Renner. I like him. He's a pretty decent actor. He's interesting. He was literally attacked by his snowplow on New Year's Day, and has had multiple surgeries thus far. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll tell you exactly what happened. You want me to tell you exactly what happened? It it rolled over on him or something like it. it like, I'll tell you exactly. What, this is this is something that that happens all the time with snow plus. His pants got caught in it. Pulled the leg. Holy in. crap! I, I mean, I don't. I haven't even read this thing, but I'm just going to tell you that's exactly what happened because that's always the accident you get with snow plows because it has the open blade in back. It it, it only crazy town. Yeah. Well, first off, only lunatics use snow plows, and unless you, <laughs> I mean, unless I you used- live. Unless I you use the widow maker. Every time I go shovel snow, I tell my wife, well, time to grab the old widow maker. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate it. If if you don't live in Buffalo or Chicago or northern Indiana, you really shouldn't have a snow plow. You really don't need a snow plow. So I, uh, the guy across the street from me has got a snow plow. Every time every time it snows, right? He's like, Hey, you want me to snow plow your driveway? I'm like, no. Get out no of my circumstances. Face. Go away from me. Lazy. Don't, don't, yeah. you don't talk Ugly, to me again. Lazy and disrespectful. Okay. So um yeah, obviously the, the piece that we play, the prayer was for Damar Hamlin, who I've never seen this in my life. Uh sitting down with my popcorn, my red wine, ready to watch a Bills game. That never happened. So uh mm-hmm. Something crazy, um, you know. I just it was just reported that he is now awake, yep, and holding hands with family. So it looks like he's going to come uh, around the other side of this. Now, in the moment, I was like, "We should play this game. Like, we should continue playing this game." Am I wrong about that? Well, it's funny you say is that because the, the show must I, go on or not. Like, it's I, funny, I, you know, as recently as as recently as fifty years ago, there was a guy who died on an NFL field, and we played the game. There have been guys who have been um, um, paralyzed on NFL fields as recently as five years ago, and we played the game. Right. Um, I, I really, I'm agnostic on the topic, but I'm a little concerned that you know. I'm a little concerned about precedent, right? You know, you used to, well, he had a, Joe Theismann has a compound fracture of his leg, right? Do we play the game? Yeah. Right. I remember that. Yeah. We, absolutely. We did. That was brutal. I've never seen right. anything like it. So. Right. You know, did, you know, we did, do we again? 
Um, so that, that so that was the same thought you had too, right? Like we should be playing this game. I mean, you know, they always say, well, let's play in, in his honor or this or that or the other. So I'm in the camp that the game should have gone on. The show must yeah, go on. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm, we're in a different time, right? I, guess I have a very strong different. feeling. I have a very strong feeling the players didn't want to play it. Um, and that's yeah. fine. Um, here's what concerns me about this whole thing, right? Football's a violent sport. People die playing it every year, right? Every year there are people who die on high school football fields, on college football fields, not on professional football fields usually. Um, and there are people who have suffered dramatic injuries ranging from, you know, paralyzation to the slow tick, tick, tick of the CTE, right? The, the brain damage. Um, and that's okay. Because those are all choices and people make them and you play them and you put the fear in the back of your mind and you play the right. game. It, right. it, you can't play the game with fear. You've got to put it in the back of your mind. But the idea that somehow, you know, the other thing that bothered me is all these announcers are like, Oh, it's so tragic. There's violence in football. I'm like, what the hell is it? Oh, right, think you make right, your living right, from, right, right, right. this is what you make your living from. And that's fine too. But don't run around telling us how shocking it is that, you know, football is an incredibly violent game played by um, played by fast, large men. I'm like, yeah, well, uh, our, our beloved president uh, oh. did. He, gave he, the right have, answer he did that. weigh in on that. He um, gave the right answer. Yeah. Let me play that for you. No, look. The idea that you're going to have, you got guys that are 6'8", 340 pounds, running uh, 4'8", 40. I mean, you know, uh, you can hit somebody with that kind of force. Now, that's not what happened here. But I, I just think it's, uh, I don't know how you avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. The, I love how you said he said the right thing. Meg, I guess he, took, he said the right thing. He took the long like, way around, but, took quite a long way around the barn to get to it. it I don't know. Are dudes are are there any six eight three forty pounders running a four point eight four? No. Well, maybe so. an offensive lineman or two, but but look, long story short is um, <laughs> long story short is I couldn't help football. Football is a great sport and it's a valuable sport and it teaches you when you play it, it teaches you to set aside your fear and do what you need to do. Oh, I, I, also I, I really wish I would have gotten my son involved, but in, in down, you know, a certain area of the country, football is a, is a craze. Yeah. But I agree. When, during my football days, I, I thought it was the best sport. I mean, I love baseball. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, practice, it, football practices were cool. Like they yeah. were just cool, right? Like yeah. you get you hit people, you like you, you got you you worked to exhaustion, and you got back up the next day, and you went back to practice, right? It's so. a it's a it's an excellent sport for young men. It allows them to work out some of the naturally aggressive tendencies, right? Anyway, it 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 like I said, the the part that I love best was all the. All the announcers, oh, tut, tut, this is terrible. I'm like, what sport is it you guys think you make your money off of, Seriously. ladies? Anyway, 
All right. Uh, so those are the announcements I have. So Godspeed. Uh, um, by the way, one more thing just on this, for just on this point, Jeremy Renner. Sure. Just on this point, they, they, you know, they didn't want to play Monday night, right? But they're all going to play on Saturday. So, so let's review. Um, 30 minutes is not enough, but five days is. So just, you know, it, just as a sociological experiment, somewhere between 30 minutes and five days seems to That's be the right sort of the answer. New, right, the new yeah. answer. So, so anyway, sorry. So I got one more um, uh, announcement. Happy 92nd birthday <laughs> to Robert Duvall. Bobby Duvall, baby. Oh, 92 yeah. today. Yeah. All right. Uh, in his honor, I have come up with my three favorite ca- all-time characters that Bobby Duvall played in order. There's only, there's only there's only there's only two right answers, but go ahead. I'm interested to hear what you got. All right, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Kilgore. Yeah, but everybody emphasizes the wrong line. Oh, my favorite line is "You either surf or fight." Yeah, that's a good line. That's and a my good. Other line. favorite line is. Someday this war is going to end. That's the best line because it's the way he delivers it. He just yes. looks, he just looks off with it with a with a with a certain like melancholy. Amount. Yes, with a melancholy. Yes. Like you know, someday this war is going to end. Like, damn it. Yeah, yeah. We all know the napalm deal. That wasn't my favorite quote. That's not the best line. I, I I hope you know me better than that, Mike. Yeah, okay, good, good. That's okay. a win for you. What's what's number two? Tom Hagen. Sure. Quote. I have a special uh, practice. I handle one client. That's actually not, that's the second best line. That's the second best line. The best line, the best line might be um, where the Hollywood producer, you know, I misidentifies him as like an Italian, you, you know, you dumb Dago, whatever it no, is. No, he, he corrects no, himself said, with this, says, no, I'm, I'm actually Irish, sir. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we're not allowed to say what the producer said to him anymore. We have to I, I can't even out. remember it. But anyway, um, listen up, the, my Kraut Mick friend. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. then, but that the next best line is is uh, Don Corleone um, insists on hearing bad news right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just like the first time you see the movie, you're like that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> you probably miss this one because you're not as. Uh, an aficionado of contemporary pop culture, uh, comedy, etc. So, Harry Hodge, Harry Hodge, Days yeah. of Thunder. Oh, uh, uh, which line do you like in that? Robin is racing. <laughs> Robin is racing. Yeah, he, best yeah. line. Best line. <clears throat> I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to have to say that the that his best performance was in Tender Mercies. His that best was performance good. was in and, that, and what and, was the name and, of that one where he said he, he was like the guy who wanted his own funeral? I don't know. He said, I'm think I'm gonna want to get low. I, don't I can't know. remember the name of the movie. But, anyway, but, that was good. But, He's but, been in a ton of great movies. But the best line in te- the best line in Tender Mercies is is um little kid looks at him and he, you know, says, You know, did you used to be rich? And he's like, Yeah. And kid looks at him and says, you ever you ever miss it? And Duvall looks at him and says, Well, let me just tell you, Sonny, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it. And then he goes back to try to teach the kid guitar. It's just it's a great, you know, it's, it's a I don't spend a lot have of time you, worrying about it. 
Happy birthday, Bobby Duvall. He's a good, good Virginian. I was going to say Virginia. Living out in rural Virginia. Virginia's most prominent and important resident. He still tends bar out, um, out in the Piedmont where he lives. He's he's got a he's got a local bar. He tends it occasionally. Ready for a little this day in history? Yeah, man. Nothing I like better than have my ignorance exposed. Let's have it. All right. Uh, By the way, you're you're doing. I mean, you're killing it these days. You've been nailing at least one of them. So uh, 15, this is a, you're going to have to stretch the way back machine for this 1531. January 5th, 1531. Um, it's a, it's, a, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm going to okay. bet it has to do with, with the Spanish conquistadores. Nope. Damn no, it. but you're, you're, well, it kind it's Ponce close. De, it's Ponce close. De, Ponce de Leon lands. No, in Florida. it involves no. It involves a a um, Spanish ro- Spanish royalty, but it is not what you described. Catherine of Aragon is born. Uh, dies. Nope. It involves a pope, a king, a queen. What in the hell? And a lady that- named Anne. Oh, uh, this is uh, Henry VIII decides to break with Rome because he can't get well, what he wants. Well, no, this, this happened first. Pope right. Clement Seventh. Go ahead. Forbids King Henry VIII. From setting from aside his wife. Good yes. for him. Good for him. So uh, on this day in 1531, the Pope sent a letter to King Henry VIII forbidding him to remarry under penalty of excommunication. And of course, what did he do? Did it anyway. Well, not only that, but he basically created a seized all the church properties and made himself king of England. Which, right to this present day, that 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 dum dum who sits on the throne is uh, the uh, (laughs) is the (laughs) the official term for the new guy. What the hell is he? What he's he's the he's the um, king of the uh, king of the Episcopalian Church. Yeah, king of the Church of England, leader of the Church of England, whatever the hell he is. That's right. which is funny, given that he himself has been divorced, right? I think. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, and then in 1781, and I have to say, as a Roman Catholic, we really don't miss any of the English people who went to the Episcopalian Church. You kind of deserve each other. Go ahead. 1681. Seven, 1781. 1781. 1781. January. 15th, Has something to do with Richmond, your beloved Cornwallis. Richmond. Try to burn are, Richmond to the ground. No, no, no. The other guy. The other guy. Lafayette precluded Cornwallis. No, American traitor and British oh, Benedict Arnold's Benedict try to burn. Arnold's. See, Benedict tried, Arnold. Enjoy. Yes. Yes. Did he try to see Arnold? Sixteen hundred largely loyalist troops sailed up the James River at the beginning of January. Eventually landed in Westover, leaving Westover in the afternoon of January fourth. His men, Which, by the way, Westover, the is a virtually suburb, yeah. undefended capital city of Richmond, the next afternoon. You know, Richmond was nothing in seventeen eighty one, like two houses. So anyway, your traitor Benedict Arnold captures uh-huh. and destroys your beloved Richmond. Yeah. Well, he wasn't 19, the last guy. 1920? He wasn't the last guy. You don't want me to start on Abe Lincoln. No, again, no, no. That's think so. why I'm talking over you. 1920? Uh, prohibition takes effect. Uh, no, this is uh, what would be regarded as the beginning of a very long and enjoyable curse. <laughs> Red Sox trade Babe Ruth to the Yankees. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, New York old... announces the purchase of George Herman Babe Ruth from the Boston Red Sox for the low, low sum of $125,000, which at the uh, time was a fortune. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have placed that in January. I would have figured that was at the end of the season. Anyway. Well, you know, the Yankees are a little bit behind in their trade stuff. So, uh, In when all, I... Ruth played six seasons with the Red Sox, leading them to three World Series victories. As a pitcher, of course, Ruth pitched a total of 29 two and two-thirds scoreless World Series innings, setting a new league record that would stand for 43 years. Yeah, if any, and that's the thing about it, right? Anybody who runs around telling you Babe Ruth wasn't the greatest player to play baseball, you got to ask him, you know, who else? Who else hit 700 home runs and pitched in the World Series? You know, you, we'll wait around for that answer. Damn straight. All right, so, and then lastly, I just threw this in, uh, and I hinted at it in the clips at the very end. 1998. On this day in 1998. Tom DeLay installed... I got you, babe. Tom DeLay installed Sonny Bono. I got you, babe. Installed Sonny Bono as speaker. Uh, poor well, Salvatore, Salvatore Bono died on this day. In yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Comes yeah. it really 25 years ago? It is. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Jeez, I can't. As I was I listening know. to that, I'm like, what the hell are they putting out Salvatore Bono for? I know. So, I wonder, actually, what, what, he was. What's his real last name? Uh, it's, I don't know. It doesn't say in, in here. Born, Sal, born Salvatore Bono in Detroit. There's no way Bono was his actual. Well, I mean, was it says born Salvatore Bono. Oh, I'm sure that's what's on the birth certificate. I'm just, you know, his yeah. family's real name. Yeah, yeah like, they all they all change the names when they came yeah, across Bonanacci or or Bon-Nici, the uh, Bonamici or, or the folks at uh, Ellis Island changed it for them and wrote it in the books because they couldn't pronounce they couldn't understand any pronunciation. Okay, so anyways, have, uh, hold on. You got time for an Ellis Island story? Quick. We got a lot to cover here, man. Go ahead, go. Keep you keep going. We'll get it some no, no. other time. All right. That's cool. Anyway, so Sonny Bono uh, at uh, at the time was 62. Uh, he and his fourth wife, Mary, who uh, went on to replace him in the Congress. Not really, but take, it, to take the off. It did riveting and amazing <laughs> things in her tenure. My, my sister's going to kill me because she worked for. Um, Your sister worked for Bono? She did, yeah. She was at the Heaven. They were at the Heavenly Ski Resort. Uh, just near, just south of Reno, and that's when he crashed yeah. into a tree and passed us and and left this earth. So. A, a, a fairly accomplished dude, man. Oh, he was fun. He was fun, and I was you on don't the think about this at the time, and he was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, he's a, he, and the other thing is, is he didn't really care uh, what anyone thought of him, which was kind of cool. Could be why he's in Hollywood, right? For for a big performer type, he was. Could be why he really accomplished a bunch of stuff. Him, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, the speaker saga continues. Yeah, boy. But, I, I mean, I don't know what what else, what else should we talk? about? Well, actually, let me do a little history because I think people should should know this. Okay, this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, this is the eighth time that there have been more ballots. There has been eight other times when there have been more ballots taken than this one. Yeah. And that includes one gentleman who took 133 ballots before he became speaker, a gentleman named Nathaniel Banks. 
And we talked about this a while back uh, during that time, the, the other time in history where the Congress seesawed between DNR, the House, between DNR more times. Yes, uh, four, to- four times in five cycles, yes. Right. This was 1855 when this happened. And at the time, 21 candidates were vying for the role. So I take it that the their their whip strategy was a little bit more sophisticated than, than the current the current one which we are now as we speak on the next vote or not the nomination process yeah so. mccarthy mccarthy's on the floor haranguing some poor congressman who i cannot identify but he's sitting right in front of lorraine bobbert lauren bobbert and um and if she's listening right out of the corner of her ear, you can tell. I'm like, I can't figure out who this dude is. It looks like Jim Banks, but it can't be. Uh, Andy Biggs is doing the nomination. Yeah, Andy uh, Biggs is nominating Don, whoever the hell he just placed in. Is that who he placed in? No, yeah, I'm sure it is. So John Taylor, 22 ballots in the 16th Congress, yeah. 29th Congress. There were 11 ballots, 63 in the 31st. Yikes. Did I mention 133? That must have been a long week. Um. William Pennington, 44 ballots in the 36th Congress. That was in 1859. Yeah, Frederick Gillett, nine ballots in the 68th Congress in 1919. So it has been quite a while since this has happened, but it is not unprecedented, ladies and gentlemen. The world is not going to end. Yes, it is. Shut and up, we Tom. are not in peril of being the laughing stock of the world because our democratic process is working. You're a, you're a, you're a terrorist, Tom. Terror, terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist. Uh, how's this going to play out? Here's here's my theory. Okay, I'm going to lay it out for you. <laughs> okay. This is going to continue until something breaks. And by that, I mean each one of these members of Congress, having done the same vote now for the fifth time in a row, roughly, where we have basically McCarthy, Jeffries, Donalds, and the the one lady here, Spats or Sparts or whatever. Sparts. Voting presidents. These this is going to continue until something breaks and went and and somebody makes a move and then once the move is made it's going to all lay into place and be done so because at the moment there are no consequent i mean it's they're all free votes at this point and by that i mean everyone who's voting for mccarthy is going to continue voting for mccarthy because they've already set the precedent and but they're all sitting around waiting for something else to happen and once that happens i think uh you know it might take one or two more votes after that but then people are going to break one way or the other, and it's going to be done. I can't imagine a scenario where he's got enough votes and gives enough concessions to win the speakership. That's my take. I, I you know, and I think the press is starting to, you know, it's already been how many news cycles now? So they're all, st- even Fox News is starting to say, oh, maybe it's time to move on or whatnot, right? Well, Other we, than Tucker. So yeah, we, we got to stop calling him concessions because it's that's right just, i apologize i'm using their terms which i i'm loath to do and, I, and it was a, it was a slip know, up so it, it, it's return to normalcy right that's that's, that's what the right. negotiations have been about but generally speaking you're right if this thing could have been settled by negotiation it would have been settled mccarthy's not a bad negotiator he's a pretty good negotiator it's what he does um he hasn't been able to close the deal i don't for two months and five days I don't see why he'd be ready to, you know, be able to close the deal in the next two hours and five minutes. So I tend to agree. 
it's going to need a body. We're going to need some other body to show up. I think the McCarthy guy's big theory of the case is, is that, um, is they're just going to keep pounding away at this thing. And sometime, certainly not later than the middle of next week, everyone's going to fold up and just start voting for McCarthy. I'm with you. I don't, I'm not saying that's impossible, but I just don't see it. I mean, they can, they can, I mean, these guys are dug in and none of these tactics are, are going to make them any more in. I mean, it's not like, I don't think, here's what I I don't think. Here's what I don't think these guys get. Okay. You and I have been watching this, but they don't, what the, what the media doesn't seem to get. And I can't believe McCarthy doesn't get, um, Oh, hold, wait a minute. Who did you vote for? Obert's voting right now. She's actually she's giving a speech. Just give us the name. <laughs> All right, hold on. What did she say? Let me turn it up. I couldn't hear. Oh, she's just yakking about that. No, no, no. Keep listening because she's right at the end. Oh, Kern. Kern? Who the hell's that? Someone from Oklahoma. Oh, Hearn, Kevin Hearn. Hearn, Kevin Hearn. Okay. Oh, for God's sake. So anyway, we're um, moving away from Donald's. Okay, that's ridiculous. That's all right. Great. So, anyway, so, so Alex, clean this all up, shorten it down a little bit. So anyway, what these guys don't understand, what McCarthy doesn't seem to understand, what the press doesn't seem to understand is these 20 guys are making bank off this. They're raising money on it. I'm getting emails from it, right? I can't be the only one. They're making money. They're making their bones on it. And the more they talk, the better it is for these guys. You know, the worst thing that's going to happen to these 20 guys is we're going to get a compromise candidate and that'll be that. Yeah, but that's part of the problem, too, though, is is we've sort of resorted to, you know, that. Right. So, yeah, but what I'm saying to you is if I was McCarthy, I would stop these votes. I would just close it up and say, you know, what, we'll come back when we have an answer. Right. And not and not not have this be a thing on TV and have the Fox guys eat it up and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there's no demand in this country for the House of Representatives to be open and, like, passing laws. Literally nobody wants that. Okay, the dynamic is changing slightly now. Uh, they're, now folks are breaking off of Donald's, which I didn't think was I, – I don't think is the right move. I think you have the exact same vote every single time. But I'm, sorry, who, I'm not who, advising the, the 20 rebels, so uh, – did you really just call them rebels <laughs> man what is wrong with this? get on message damn it i'm sorry who else did it? i saw i saw i didn't i don't know who they, yeah I don't know it doesn't even matter it doesn't, doesn't even matter all right but it, this is all set this is none of this matters because the great elon musk in a tweet this morning said quote kevin mccarthy should be speaker unquote and so it is written so it shall be done. Why? What? <laughs> it's like Trump. What? What? Trump is that... actually going to be uh, probably going to end up looking pretty bad out of this. Also, he, he already looks bad. L for him. He, he, he My Kevin. He, he already looks terrible. Right. He, even if McCarthy wins, he looks terrible because he affected exactly zero votes. Just like right. Musk. He's gonna when he made his uh, when he made his pivotal um, call yesterday or whatever, right? Okay, so 
any more on this for now? We'll we'll, we'll no, continue to no. like refer back to the vote no. if there's anything interesting. Let, okay. Let me let me just say one thing. I want everybody with an earshot who's listening to this to send us an email if you're bored as bored with this as we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't take long. I don't know if you heard the news. Start spreading. CNN just announced that they are welcoming Adam Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger, yeah, yesterday, yeah. As, as a, a senior political commentator. Welcome, yeah. Adam. I guess there was a fierce negotiation between CNN and MSNBC as to who could bag the, so the, much the, for, the great and honorable Adam Kinzinger. Great, yeah, so much, so much for CNN's pivot to the middle. <laughs> <laughs> another, another breaking news. We already have a... Uh, uh, Next election update. I don't we know do. if you heard this, but no, uh, Senator Stabenow yeah. from Michigan is not yeah. seeking re-election. So that's yeah. Uh, you usually I'm inclined to like read something into these things. I think it's just a legitimate. I'm done doing this. Right? She's been doing it for 50 years, and she's just bored with it. Um, and you know, saw what it was like for the guys in there, um, yeah, in their 80s to do it. And she's looking at the world like, hey the Michigan Democrats just took the house and the state Senate in Michigan by the barest of margins, like one seat in one seat in both yeah. places. Um, uh, the governor got reelected. I think she's thinking, you know what? We probably are going to hold on to this seat. Right. I, 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 it means one thing. It means your friend, John James is going to run for Senate again. He's I was just going to say seat. the ink will be barely dry on his, on his, uh, courageous vote for kevin mccarthy before he starts i'm assuming plans I, in, to run in, on the next in, in fact i'm assuming that's what the courageous vote for kevin mccarthy was all about right he wanted to make sure he locked down the establishment cash yeah um okay so pope benedict the 16th is dead passed away on uh december 31st yeah uh, of, of last year um pope benedict was of course um emeritus when he passed away a a uh, courageous and and well-written well-spoken man from germany who uh the, the knock on him was that you know the left called him a german sympathizer or whatnot right or a nazi sympathizer or whatnot but he was forced into that youth mark youth group right yeah uh the nazis everybody everybody over the age of 14 had to be in Ever at the age of 10, I guess that'd be in. And then they was forced to fight on behalf of Germany. And then he defected, uh, was captured briefly, I guess, by yeah. the allies. Uh, yeah. And then returned to the seminary where he went on to be cardinal. And then uh, ultimately the Pope and uh, was prolific uh, during his during his uh, t tenure as Pope, uh, wrote about 66 books, three encyclicals, and four ap apostolic ex exhortations. Yeah, exhortations. Yeah, I mean, look, bottom line on this guy, he's the first German-speaking Pope in a thousand years, right? So that's a new, you know, that's kind of new. And he was without a doubt, he probably the, certainly in the last thousand years, the, um, the most imposing theologian to sit in the office right it's so very rare that very rare that you combine all that stuff he's um he's probably going to wind up getting to be a doctor they're going to declare him a doctor of the church now that'll happen long after you and me are dead but 
I think it'll happen, right? You can't can't have a guy with that kind of theological um, um, output um, be not be anything else. And what he did, and this is tough to this is tough to talk about in ten seconds or less, but he his whole body of theology and philosophy was an attempt to um, um, harmonize um, philosophy with most especially reason with religion, mm-hmm. right? He saw that he saw, he saw the attack on reason and um, knowable knowledge as an attack on religion and tried to come at it that way, which is, you know, um, different, different. So anyway, the, the person who abandoned, abandons himself totally in God's hands does not become God's puppet, a boring yes, man. He does not lose his freedom. Only, the person who entrusts himself totally to God finds true freedom, the great creative immensity of the freedom of good. So yeah, God rest yeah. your soul. And the first, uh, the, the second in history, Pope whose uh, funeral was presided over by yeah, I'm a not current, a, big, a current yeah, Pope. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this resigning the papacy. I, it's, it's, I don't, yeah, I it. didn't, I wasn't a big, it wasn't a good, I didn't, I didn't think that was a good thing either, especially yeah. considering the outcome. Considering so, what we got, but you know what? The right. Holy Spirit sends you what you get and that's just that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. You want to do a little energy or do you got to yeah. bounce yeah. into something? We got a lot of energy news. We're going to go off of this uh, really ridiculous uh, speaker, speaker situation. <laughs> Where do we want to start? Where do you want to start? All I'm right. Let's kidding. start with EVs. Shall we? uh sure what do you so say other two, than joe manchin got his pants taken off well that was the that was one thing i wanted to say the other thing i wanted to say was uh, uh i i wish uh and and hope that the ceo of toyota mr toyota yeah. continues to speak out uh in a in a forceful manner about the ridiculousness of electric vehicles he came out made some very uh bold statements about it and and also lamented the the abandonment of of hybrids which i think a lot of people would say are, are a much better alternative to all or nothing uh so good on him uh the other one was well to that in this combined so and i think the wall street journal editorial said it best yesterday Biden snookers Joe Manchin again. Treasury's guidance on EV subsidies ignores the senator's policy limits. Did Joe Biden, did President Biden take Joe Manchin for another ride? The West Virginia senator insisted on numerous conditions for the $7,500 electric vehicle tax credit in his, in a bill that he owns. I'm I'm, uh, going off script. Now the Treasury Department is doing an end run to let more Americans and EVs qualify. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the bottom line is the uh, modified tax credit, which takes effects this year, includes new price limits and income caps. It also restricted to, uh, to it also restricted to EVs assembled in North America. Okay, enter Treasury, which last week issued guidance that would help automakers circumvent the restrictions by letting EVs leased to consumers as, quote, commercial clean vehicles qualify. 
and yeah. don't include North American manufacturing, material sourcing, income, or price restrictions. Yeah. So the Treasury Department basically said, no, no, no. Okay, no. That's not okay. right. What am I? Okay. The Wall Street Journal yeah. is not right there, and they need to be careful about this. I'm going to sound like a broken record here. This is why regular order is important. The leasing language is in the statute. The leasing language, let me say that again. The okay. leasing language is in the statute. And if Senator Manchin had let anybody read the damn thing except for him before everybody had a vote on it, somebody would have been able to pick that out. Well, thank oh. you for enlightening me because I didn't even know that I, as well. That's it right. It's my it, job it, to know it, that. It's not so. your job to know that. That's what that's that that's why you have me. So I so I so I can read it and know <laughs> that stuff. And I have to be honest with you, I didn't know about it until two days ago either. When I read the Treasury guidance, I'm like, huh? And I called up a friend of mine. He's like, Yeah, that's in the bill, dummy. It's right there in statutory well, language. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Manchin was Joe Manchin. by Joe Manchin, Joe, Joe not Manchin. President Biden. Joe Manchin had his pants taken down by Chuck Schumer of all people. I want you to think about that for 10 seconds. And Ugh, don't make and, me put that image in my head. Seriously. And, and not to sound like a broken record here, but it once again emphasizes the importance of regular order. Oh yeah. Yeah. You committee mean, work. Actually reading bills and debating them I, and they, you know, this is one of the amendments and clarifying things. And the Senate voted on this thing with less than 12 hours with the legislative yeah. language. So Wall Street Journal is going to write something probably the next couple of days once they figure out that they've been wrong and say, hey, we were wrong. It actually is a, is a cautionary tale, not about the Treasury Department, but about read your own damn language, senators. 100,000 plus. Uh, dollars uh, retail crazy. vehicles apply for the quads tax credit if you lease it it's crazy so, and, and you all know, that buy america business and union out. business out the door thanks a lot the, the union guys are going to go bananas yeah that's it's i'm i'm so looking forward to the next six months while mansion tries to get this thing fixed legislatively because you know everyone's going to be like you, you made your bed good luck to you sister all right. Anything else on EVs? Uh, no, except except um, energy Twitter on the left has got us this new thread of things where they're like these cars, and then they list off four, five, six luxury luxury hybrids are eligible for the tax credit, and this one, like the Tesla, whatever it is, is, is not. not. Yes, <laughs> and I was just like, well, <laughs> I, well, I. Elon Musk tweeted yesterday or yesterday, I think just just one year ago, I was person of the year. <laughs> <laughs> now they're doing an end run around his precious uh, Tesla. Wow. It's a little bit like the speaker thing. I'm not sure who to laugh at and who to laugh with, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Next uh, on the energy beat, uh, this is from this is from FERC. This is Burk uh, itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. President Biden names Willie Phillips acting chairman. Yeah. Willie Phillips made the following statement: It is an honor to be chosen by President Biden to lead FERC at such a pivotal moment. Acting chairman Phillips said, "Oh boy, yeah. The work we do here at FERC is crucial to ensuring." Consumers have access to reliable, safe, secure, and efficient energy services at a reasonable cost. 
I look forward to continuing my work with fellow commissioners and the FERC staff, as well as prioritize public engagement in pursuit of our important mission. So now we have a 2-2 FERC. Yep. And we have a not Allison Clements as the acting chairman hey. of FERC. <laughs> yeah, it it um it's a good answer for the administration, right? He's gonna have a lot of three one four oh votes. He's 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 gonna stick to the knitting, right? He's gonna focus on getting affordable energy done. Um, yes, but, but he's it, probably uh I think the acting designation was a, yeah. a nod to the Greens, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, we'll put him on a leash. Yep. And and if and he we'll, strays too far into the realm of reasonable, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, can, and the theory knock him down. I mean, uh, two things, right? Well, first off, Joe Manchin, Senator Manchin, put out a great and epic statement, which started off with, "Hey, you know, Commissioner Phillips is supremely qualified by experience and temperament. I mean, it, to be chairman of FERC, it was just like, unlike that son of a bitch, Rich Glick, I hated." You know, he right. might as well just put that in the statement. And it was um, the timing was pretty interesting too. It was maybe like nine seconds after the announcement. Yes. So yeah, I wonder if there was any yes. crosstalk there. So you have to think. And anyway, this other thing is they're going to nominate the Democrats. The administration's going to nominate probably just one commissioner to replace um, Mr. Glick and Mr. Danley. Right? They're going to James Danley. Um, his commission expires on June 30 um, next year, right? So they should do a Democrat and a Republican, but they're just going to do a Democrat. And it's going to be somebody that they think they can plug right in as chairman, which would tell me it's going to be somebody from the left side of the spectrum. I have no idea who that might be. I get. Yeah, nobody right. really does. I mean, I don't know that they've got their act together. I mean, ideally, from my perspective, 2-2 would be a good thing for the country. Oh, it's, it, it would be fine. To, it would be fine if that was an indefinite circumstance. Yeah. But I can't imagine that they could nominate some. I mean, the only way they can nominate somebody that's glick like is, and this is, in, I know this is inside baseball for some of you listeners, but is um, if they bypass ENR and just discharge to the floor, have the debate and votes, and then, you know, basically squeak it past mansion, right? That, that'd be a pretty tough deal. That would be. And, and, and the thing about it is like, if you think this guy woman is a presumptive chairman, the threshold for that is you got to come in ready to be chairman, which means you got to have some experience. I, I get the feeling we're heading towards some terrible answer, some former California public utility commissioner type person. That you know, we're all going to be like, oh my God. bring back bins, baby. It'll be somebody worse than that because it'll be somebody with experience. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stealing myself mentally for a bad answer here. Well, uh, at the moment, though, I think the uh, the idea of a two-two for commission is much better than the idea of a three-two commission uh, in kind of like a situation where they're kind of hanging back and waiting to advance a radical development agenda. They so will, I'll take they, two, two. We'll see how Mr. Uh, as a, as a Phillips, Mr. Phillips does as a, as a friend of mine, chairman Phillips does and, and hope for the best for, uh, for American energy production. Right? As a friend of mine has said, I, I like the concept of a two, two perk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got another one for you. Bloomberg. On January 2nd, 
U.S. surges to top of LNG exporter ranks on breakneck growth. U.S. tied cutter to export 81.2 million tons in 2022. Tied for first, baby. Freedom molecules flowing all over the world. Yeah, it was a, it's a pretty impressive ramp up, right? It was like whatever the hell it was, 40, the year, 40 million tons the year before, now 80. It's essentially doubled. It could double again if we had the boats, I think. It, so it, both countries export 81 million tons in 2022, according to ship tracking data. Uh, it's a modest increase for Qatar. It makes a huge leap for the U.S., which only began exporting LNG from the lower 48 in 2016. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable, man. The expectations you have and then what actually happens. Yeah. 20, 15 years ago, we were talking about importing LNG. Well, yeah, we joke about this. Our friend Bill had the Center for LNG, and the mission was to create import terminals yeah for lng and then you know uh instead of disbanding simply flipped the mission <laughs> well i mean you know you know what bill you know what bill does now for a living right he's uh, a general, no he left doe so where is he, he he's general counsel down at one of the lng um, companies of yeah of course he's, he's of exporting course. stuff now that's what he does so. the entire the entire department of energy politico got a job at an lng company of some sort or whatever yeah. right you know they did good work on that score yeah. when they were there maybe they deserved well it wasn't uh, hard work approved. it's like approve permit approve. yep approve 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 <laughs> so i guess they got rewarded for that well would you would you rather have awarded the, the oh hell no i was happy i'm happy as hell I, See, i'm actually giving rick perry credit for for sorry, freedom I, molecules sorry i can't get there I'm not getting uh, no for the phrase freedom molecules. I'll give him credit. Even okay, if, that I'll give him credit for. Guys, yeah, but so. I think that was Mark Menzies. So probably. All right. Uh breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news here on the unregulated pocket. Number 114. McCarthy does not have the votes. We need ninth speaker vote is possible today. They have the anti-McCarthy Republicans have crossed the threshold once again. And now we are waiting for the next move by speaker right. in waiting, speaker in whoever the speaker in waiting might be. Let you, me, let you, me. you know what I heard yesterday? He was actually like, for some reason, he's allowed to be in the speaker's quarter. Yes, sir. That's yes, weird. Sir. That that's is a, weird. That's bad mojo. Bad mojo. Right that's funny. I thought the same bad thing. Bad mojo, I right that there. That is just bad mojo, man. You do you not. Can't... You do not measure the curtains. Wow. You're not measuring them. He, he's already cutting them. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Um, all right. You and I. Let's you and me have a bet on this. Like, how long is this going to go on? I bet you. They, I bet you we have a speaker by Wednesday next week. Yeah, I was going to say it's going definitely going to spill into next week, uh, especially if they they adjourn until next week on this next whatever. I think they should try. I, th I think they should. Uh, more importantly, how's it going to end? That what's your prediction? All right, let me let me take it. Will Kevin McCarthy be the Speaker of the House of Representatives eventually? Yeah. Okay. So um, in print, I've said that McCarthy is going to be Speaker, but I just don't see how that happens now. Okay. I just don't I don't? What do you think? I agree. I think that it is a, like I said, a dynamic has to change. So there's one scenario where it does, where somehow, some way, 
he gets Chip and his gang. Like, I think Chip's got 10 votes, right? What he says. Who knows, though, right? So, who knows, right? There's one scenario where he is. The rest, he's not. Now, who it's going to be, I don't know. I was a fan of the whole Donald strategy. Um, But now they've got two or three others. So, maybe they're gravitating towards somebody else or just creating an opportunity for mccarthy and and the establishment guys to, to negotiate somebody and then we'll just be like in a in a ryan situation all over again but the key i think no matter what is to get those quote-unquote concessions and moving to regular order okay we spent yeah. way too much time no no we have no because you just said something that made me think about this how much of this is the ryan problem right where they where they 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 picked Ryan because he was viewed as like, hey, he's a good guy. Cross the crossing the, you know, yeah. And then, okay. and then he turned out to be just like not that great. How how much of this is like this gang of 20 is like, man, we do not want to correct, we do not want to replicate that mistake. Yeah, because they don't there's there's talk that Scalise is not the answer for them, right? Yeah. So. Well, yes. Yeah. I, okay, I we see- did not get into Paul Ehrlich. And, they, should pick, and, they should pick and, Chip Roy. They should pick oh, Chip Roy. Jeez, that would I think be crazy. He, I think he'd be acceptable to most members. I think everybody would be like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a fair guy. Crazy. But good. All right, so Chip Roy it is. Chip Roy, Paul, if you're out there. Yeah, come on our show. You know, you know who's coming out of this looking kind of bad to me is Jim Jordan. Because uh, he's trying to be all things to all people. Yes. <laughs> I think he's sort of crossed the across the point of no return on that i think he's, I, his stock has I, gone down can i tell you so. a secret it's very difficult it's not a secret there are no secrets on the unregulated it's podcast. very difficult it, it's very difficult to take a uh, take a grown man seriously who can't figure out a way to wear a jacket yeah like, that's true that's very like, true i get it you're a wrestling coach and all that other hoorah but you know i've known a lot of wrestling coaches in my life and they all wear jackets to matches they yeah. just do Anyway, yeah. um, Paul Ehrlich. Yeah, I thought he was dead. Yeah, so we'll get into that next week. Just a place for that. It's not yeah. going anywhere. It's, it's oh going to sound. As, it's going to be as ridiculous next week exactly. as it was today. So I'm done. I'm I'm done. I think we're over time anyway. Um, by the next episode of the Unregulated Podcast, there should be a Speaker of the House, ladies and gentlemen. We'll we'll we'll, we'll wait with bated breath on that. I want to close with our beloved President. Uh, but I will defer to you, sir, in case there are agenda items that we did not cover. Uh, No, I think I'm good. All right, here we go. I've traveled over 140 countries around the world. And so I'll paraphrase the phrase in my own neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world, not a patch on our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. Oh, Mike, it's just, it's just too easy. Just <laughs> so hopeless. Man. It's too easy, man. He's hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we miss you, Sonny. God bless you. Like, I wish we had him now. He'd be a great speaker. <laughs> <laughs> that is episode number 114 in the books. Happy New Year, everybody. You spoke, the people spoke, Mike, and they said they want more unregulated podcasts. So there's truly no accounting for taste. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste.